Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's good, Kansas City? What's going on, Chiefs Kingdom? We are back in the building, players only, as we are each and every Thursday night, 6 to 7 p.m. And I'd love to be able to introduce my partner in crime, my cohort, uh, a guy to my left, but I just put out on Twitter, took a picture, because all I see is sunshine and a nice wind outside, some green trees, because... The spot next to me is vacant right now. It's 6.01. The show starts at 6 o'clock. You can always count on your guy, Danon Hughes. Follow me on Twitter at DAHughesGuy83 on Instagram, Danon Hughes, because I'm going to be here on time. But we always know, just like when Carrington just left, we know there's typically a guy that has a tendency to not be on time. Well, here we are. We got the Jay Southland Tow Service text line open, 913-586-7610. It is the first quarter of our show, players only. And I cannot introduce Sean Barber because Sean Barber is not here yet. He can't claim traffic. I'm looking outside. Traffic is running smoothly. You know, maybe he had to put some makeup on. But you know how those diva linebackers are. They just, you know, they got, they, you know, march to the own, beat of their own drum. And, uh... Yep, there you go, Julio. That's for barbershop. We're still going to have that hot fire, spit fire, fire pit take and take in, in quarter two. Maybe he'll be, be here by then, but I'm going to go solo right now in quarter one. And quarter one, as I mentioned, the text line is open, 913-586-7610. The phone lines as well. Give me a call. Shoot me a text. If you got anything to say to barbershop about him being tardy to the party, go ahead. I'll definitely read it. But let's get into football. We got the Chiefs, as we do in quarter one each and every week. We're going to recap last week's game, and it was a doozy. The Chiefs beating the hated Raiders on our home turf made it a little bit more, a little bit tighter than I think people would have liked, but I thought the atmosphere was incredible, was absolutely incredible. 
There was one other time where I, actually it was against the Raiders several years back where Tyreek Hill went back to punt return, and it was the first time I had ever heard anybody with the crowd of 70,000-plus cheering somebody's name. And I got goosebumps back then. I wasn't in the booth, so I was able to actually be amongst all the fans. And I heard them cheering, Tyreek, Tyreek. And then he took it to the house on cue, almost like cheering somebody in the batter's box to hit a bomb and they get it done. Well, this time, the boos to the referees, to the officials, were sparked after a horrible call on Chris Jones. And we're going to get to that definitely in my hot fire takes. But I thought over, overall, it was an incredible great game. It was an incredible atmosphere. And the Chiefs got the job done. Does not matter how you win. Just matters that you get a W, especially against an AFC West foe. You want to be able to keep teams down. The Raiders are one and four. Uh, and they were coming in here hoping to resurrect their season. And we did not allow that to happen. So I thought it was a great output. Let's start with the offense. Offense with a little bit of a slow start. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, we've seen in the two home games between the Chargers and the Raiders, not necessarily coming out like gangbusters, not necessarily coming out and setting the tempo and tone of the game on the offensive side. Uh, That can be a little bit concerning. But as we know, there's three equal phases of the game, offense, defense, special teams, and we have to pick each other up. And the one thing we do know about this Chiefs team is that it does not matter how much time is gone off the clock. It doesn't even matter how much we're behind because when you look on the sideline, a team led by Andy Reid, the team never flinches. They never give in. They never look like they're defeated. And it was just a matter of time where things were going to get going. And I thought they did a great job of just sticking to the game plan, just playing a full 60 minutes. And, and let's be real. Everything is not going to go your way for an entire game. And they got down 17 points. And I thought the pivotal moment in the game was Jarek McKinnon gets in the game, gets an opportunity to run the ball, and he runs through about six tacklers, breaks out for a 30-plus yard gain, and that sparked this team. It sparked the crowd. It sparked the team. It sparked the offensive line who was – Somewhat dismal early in the game. Max Crosby was was wreaking havoc in our backfield. Uh, Chandler Jones, although he didn't have a sack, he was making some noise in the backfield and the pressures. We just couldn't get things going. And it just goes to show you that all it takes is one play, just one spark. So if you're a team coming in against this Chiefs team, you shouldn't be scared about 60-plus plays. You should be concerned about when that one play happens that's going to turn things around. Usually it's by the magic of Patrick Mahomes' legs or arm, but in this case it was by Jarek McKinnon and his ability and his persistence, resilience uh, in a situation to maximize his opportunities. Clyde Edwards-Alaire is the starting running back. He has done a great job thus far, staying healthy, being productive in the passing game as well as the run game, but we always have that complement, that complement uh, aspect of our offense in the run game. Last week or a week or two ago, it was Isaiah Pacheco, the rookie from Rutgers. This week it was Jarek McKinnon. And in one drive, 
He had ran three carries for 41 yards, and that resurrected this offense. I thought it was an amazing display of grit, and the offensive line fed off of that. And you guys have heard me say in the past that offensive linemen wake up chomping at the bit with the opportunity to run block. And on that play, I broke it down on channel 41. You'll see it in Danon's data and uh, Big Play Danon, those segments I do each and every week on channel 41. You'll see those this week. I'll post them on Twitter as well as on Instagram. Uh, but if you get a chance to check them out, because it was a huge block, a couple of big-time blocks, Joe Tooney at the point of attack, but a crackback block on a linebacker, just like I would crack back Sean Barber whenever he shows up. Crack back on a linebacker by a rookie, Sky Moore, on Perryman, opens up the door. And then a pancake block at the second level by Orlando Brown. That was the spark that they needed. That's how they were able to get back on the right track and get some points on the board. One of four touchdowns to Travis Kelsey, which I thought was amazing. And then defensively, just continue to plug away. I don't want to get too much into the uh, the uh, the egregious penalty called on Chris Jones, but I will say the defense just kept plugging away. It's a game we were supposed to win. It's a game that we were better than the other team, and regardless of how it ended, controversially or otherwise, we got the W. With that being said, I guess even though he's – Seven and a half minutes late. I guess I will. Uh, I, I guess I should have left it up to the listeners out there. Do we want to even hear from a late Sean Barber? But since he's here, you know, I'm going to be the bigger man. Offensive guys, we're always the bigger guys. We're always the better people. Um, Sean Barber, uh, would, since you just graced us with your presence, would you like to chime in on, do you know what quarter this is? Do you know what we're talking about? Do I need to refresh you? I mean, you can. It's the first quarter. I know we're talking about a game that we dominated. We took control of. We did what we do. Do you think you need a, you owe our listeners and, and me and Julio an explanation on why you're tardy? The, the, do I owe the listeners? Why, why you got to – Hold on, no. Why you no, got to stutter? I, I just no asked you if you, you do stutter. Do I owe the listeners? Do I owe you and Julio? Do I owe the, the guys, my, my coworkers, my bros? Y'all my bros. I owe y'all, you, you need a... You need a You're not even looking me in my eye. It's like you're almost ashamed. Like, you just looking straight ahead into the into the trees out there, and you don't even... I'm at one with nature right now. I'm at, I'm at peace with myself. You know with when myself, I, so. eye contact is real? Like... I'm trying to see if Troy is going to score this touchdown see, against UCF, but... <laughs> you, there, thank you, Julio. Thank you, Julio. Oh, y'all been setting me up. This is set up. Well, no. I mean, no, no. That's what y'all been planning. Y'all been planning this. You wouldn't have to hear it if you was here 10 and a half minutes ago. So you wouldn't hear any of this stuff. If could, woulda, shoulda. So un- unlike everybody else probably in the studio. Get the know, violin ready. No, Young Barbershop. I got a nine to five. And we were able to do a team building activity today. Uh, hats off to Matt McGinnis, the McGinnis Group, Sonny, Paige, the guys, the guys and girls oh, that oh. set it up. Yeah, we had a, a team building event at at um game show, the game show place on Metcalf. Now, wonk, wonk, wonk or not, <laughs> I've got to say everybody in our office had an amazing time. If you haven't done it, it, it recreates um, four or five different classic game shows, and your staff can go on there. And uh, my team didn't win, the red team didn't win, the blue team Get won. Get out of here! It's amazing, man. It's like. Family Feud, it's uh, all, all these different game shows wrapped up into a, 
a, a 60 minute. Um, yeah, I think it's called like the game show place or something like that. It was it was a awesome uh, team building event. I appreciate the McGinnis group and all the um, guys and girls I work with. They we had a phenomenal time. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I could not uh, exit early um, for my coworkers to get here um, to kick off the show. But I mean, a little bit of barbershop is better than no barbershop. So that's not true. So, uh, Barbershop, <laughs> we appreciate that explanation. We do love the McGinnis Group and all the things they do they do with their company and, uh, and the community and uh, supporting great causes and so on and so forth. But that is still not acceptable. Don't make me come across this table. Oh, you can right? come across. You stumble back. <laughs> come on. <laughs> all right, man. Let, okay, what you got on, the, what you got on this on, Raiders quick. game? What you got on this, this Raiders game before we get into this, this text line as – that's um giving you the business here. Oh, Raiders game was simple. They came out, you know, hey, they came out like uh, gangbusters, fast start, you know, fourth and short, took advantage of zero coverage. Um, I think we should have played that TRC route a little bit better. Um, we just got to have our safeties, you know, reacting a little bit quicker. Uh, once you get that, you know, um, the route's going across the field, you got to climb and, and work your way up ha- uh, faster. Obviously, um, B. Cook is a young guy learning, so when you, you got a guy doubled – you can't let him throw up the Randy Moss hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you you got to go deep to short in every situation. Are you talking about the the second long touchdown pass to Devontae Adams? Yeah. yeah. He gave him the right Randy Moss the hand. Yeah. He, he threw up that hand after the third step because he, he he knew when uh, whenever you check your feet and you become balanced up, he know his momentum is still going forward. He can he can beat you to the goal line. And, man, you got to credit due uh, where it's deserved. Derek Carr, he threw three or four Really good deep pass. I mean, they were on the money. Yeah. Um, and without, you know, uh, Devontae Adams bobbling that last one, that was probably the fourth one that was going to put them in field goal range to win the game. Um, but we got guys that are just playing their, you know, their rears off and continuously, you just continue to play good football, hustle, and good things happen. And, and we don't, you don't, you don't worry about spilt milk. You don't, you know, things that happened in the past happen. Uh, we would all love to have some reasons and explanations and excuses and all these other things about certain penalties that were called on one side. And, you know, there was three or four non-calls for uh, holding against Chris Jones that yeah. we could we could say they were very glaring, happened, you know, right in front of the ref. So, you know, some things they, they choose a selective, you know, I know Application. it's – Yeah, selective attention. Yeah. Selective hearing, selective attention. You, you, you can pay attention to some things that happen right in front of you, but not others. Selective being on time. <sighs> that's a USA. I mean, that's USA moment right there. Every every once in a while, you gotta give. You know what? I'm gonna give you a little forgiveness. I'm gonna give you a little mercy, a little grace. You know, I'm a child of God right now, so I'm gonna go ahead and just <laughs> give you a little bit. Um, but the Raiders, they came out and played ball. They came out and did what they supposed to do. They tried to come in the arrowhead and, and steal the win. But our team wasn't having it. And like Pat said, you know, Patrick said, he went in the locker room and looked at the offensive line and said, hey, man, like if, we do, if we're going to win this game, it's gonna, we need y'all to it, – it's now or never. Like y'all either we step up and play or we just going to you know, continue to uh, get what we did in the first half. And those guys, they responded. They responded. The leader you know, challenged them, and they responded. Yeah. And that second half was a, 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 a tale of two different halves. And we, uh, we turned it on and played you know, Chiefs football in that second half. Offensive, defensively, and special teams. And, man, I, I mean, listen, I love the fact that 
this this young kicker right from nowhere ended up kicking a 59-yarder. I know. Uh, which ended up being a crucial crucial point. And the decisions that our coaches were making as far as trying to go for two and then them uh, making a mistake by not taking the one to tie it up and trying to go for two and seeing our, our, our D-line I like step that up. decision. I, I, I mean, I, I, again, I think from the excitement of the game, um, you have two teams, you know, just battling it out. Um, I liked it with I like it when when both coaches don't just play it by the book. They yeah. go on with their gut and their feeling. They're trying to do something a little bit different. Yeah, um, I like I like I don't I don't agree with the Raiders' decision to go for two. I thought that was more ego. Uh, you just tried to do it to us, so we're going to try to do yeah. it to you. <laughs> but I thought the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think there's any scrutiny that was deserved to Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, and the offense for going for two. I thought it was smart. In that situation, I believe it was just under four and a half minutes left in the game. You go If you get the two-point conversion, again, you're putting the ball in the best player's hands, which is Patrick Mahomes. You get two-point conversion, now it's a two-score game. You're up by nine points as opposed to being up by eight points if you kick the extra point. I get it. I'm not saying either. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer. So let me, let me make that clear before the text line kills me. Neither answer is wrong. I just think it's gutsy to basically seal the game at that point because you're going to force the other team to have to drive the field twice to be able to catch you. So uh, I thought it was a, a great win. The Chiefs, uh, again, rushing for over 100 yards in the game. That's attitude up front, capitalizing on what we established against the Buccaneers and continuing that process with the run game. Uh, we are a pass-first team and passing for 265 yards. Patrick Mahomes, 29 of 43 I thought he did a good job distributing the ball. Uh, and, and guys are getting opportunities again, man. Uh, players are making plays with their opportunities. No real glaring mistakes on the field. Um, I thought we all did it. They all did a good job. Third down efficiency was there. No turnovers again. So I thought it was a well-played game, just a slow start. And once we got going, that's what you – it's like a, a train on the train tracks. Once we get going, you better get off the train tracks because we might run you over. And that's exactly what we did with the Raiders. Yeah, did we want to talk any about, like, the the legacy that Kelsey is kind of laying out in front of – I mean, we're seeing – we're seeing Is legend. that your hot fire take? Are you trying no, to jump? No, no, just because no, no, you're late, no, no. that don't mean you can't talk about the Raiders. We're talking about the Raiders. I'm just saying that, that, that we just saw a man score four touchdowns in a game, a tight end – um, that that's legendary. That, yeah. I mean, he's doing things um, at that position that we haven't seen done, and, and we come, we take it for granted because he's so great. We come from a franchise that we we experienced years, a decade of Tony Gonzalez. We yeah. we seen what the greatest is supposed to look like, and now we it's almost being redefined. The record books are being rewritten right in front of our eyes. Yep, we'll get to it. I don't know. I don't. No, that's not my hot fire yeah. take. That's just what happened last. Sun, uh, yeah, Sunday yeah. night. You could have brought that up in the first three minutes of the show if you was here, but since you got late, we, you know, we got to just Why glance over. Why you keep talking about old stuff, All right, Paul. when we come back, that's the end of the first quarter. When we come back, we got the spitfire, hot fire, fire pit takes. Barbershop, I'm sure you got at least one, maybe two we can jump in on, but we're going to tackle them when you come back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Bono looking to pass the football, throws in the middle, passes cut, touchdown Kansas City, touchdown Chiefs, touchdown Chiefs, Damon Hughes took the bullet over the middle from Steve Bono. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the 14 of the Steelers, halfback pass, Marcus Allen right side, touchdown! Uh, we are back, players only, gotta interrupt my intro. Every hero has a theme song, Sean Barber, especially if he's on time to the show. Man, we can cut that we intro in half. That, that all that D-nice stuff, man, about three, four seconds into it, we Taking can Taking out cut. your suckers and you don't know how I did it. Yeah. Uh. They call me D-nice, 808. You know it. You know it. We are back, second quarter, players only. It is hot fire, fi- hot fire, spit fire, take. Oh. Mm. Yo, you too mm. young for that. You was drinking oh, Similac. You were still drinking Similac when this was at. <sighs> Uh, 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 the Ohio oh, players, you don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, mm. Well, you since you're in the groove, go ahead and give me your hot fire. Man, hot take fire. Let's start. Man, we can go with Tom Brady, uh, um, Tua. We can go with the 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 call against my man Chris Jones. But man, let's listen. Odell, Be- uh, Odell uh, Jr. He coming back. Odell Beckham. He looking like. <laughs> Man, he, he he man, he coming he coming back with the the squats and the lifts. He's showing everybody in the league that he's with short shorts. Yeah, with the short shorts on, showing he power cleaning and stuff. Showing he ready. Uh, we got Debo Samuels coming riding to the game like Debo, like and Debo Friday. with the with, with yeah Debo on his back. Man, listen, all those things, man. I was I was trying to see which one I was gonna get, but man, my man Dan Snyder, my old owner back with the, when I was with the uh, Washington oh, Commandos. He's your man, huh? Man, no, he ain't my man. <laughs> He pulling mob moves. He 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 messing around like he messing around with the mafia or something. You don't you don't tell a, 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 a thirty one different owners. I got receipts. I know y'all don't want me a part of this y'all group no not more. Mess with y'all me. better not mess with me. I got receipts on. I got I got tabs on. He looking like we said like Nino like yeah, Nino, Nino Brown. Brown in New Jack City. You don't do that, man. These guys don't play. If I'm so, going down, I'm taking the whole lot of y'all with me. Yeah, man, that's not the vibe. That's not the flavor of the month. You don't do that when it comes to million and billionaires. Listen, if I was him, man, at the end of the day, I would sell the team, give the ownership to his wife, whatever, just, just hey, disappear, go away. Because if you ain't <laughs> trying to get down, you might get laid down. Yeah. These owners don't play, man. So, I, listen, FBI, all those private eyes, all that stuff he's doing to dig up dirt on the other owners so they can't get rid of him, he better stop playing this game. But but I will say this, Barbershop, 
there might be some legitimacy to what he's saying because you have to wonder how come he has there hasn't been any real real like any real discipline that has been lowered on him with all the accusations and yeah. everything that's happened with the Washington Commanders and that organization over the last what 5 or 10 years nothing really substantial there's been some you know little nitpicks and stuff like that but nothing real substantial kind of makes you wonder doesn't it like does he have some that they they he got in the back closet in the in a vault somewhere where they don't want to don't break glass don't open I know listen we talk football I talk street justice street <laughs> street justice happens between the lines but the other side of street justice is rats get bats Snitches get stitches. <laughs> so if he ain't want no stitches, he don't want no bats of status. He better just lay down and just say, hey, man, listen, if I got to sell the team, I got to sell the team. If I got to give ownership over to my wife, if y'all don't want me part of y'all group, then I'll take my ball and go home. But by saying I got a laundry list of receipts, I got stuff on all y'all and all that, he might be stoking a fire that he ain't ready. He might be writing a check that his butt can't cash. So I wouldn't play that game. So that's my high fire spit take for the for the week, for the month, for the year, <laughs> is you better realize who you're playing with before you start better, poking people. Better know your personnel. You better right. know your road, Jabroni. I agree, I, I agree, man, but I just wonder where there's smoke, there's fire. Sometimes when cats say something, they just, they lo- lofting out, throwing mm. out, lobbing out that little warning, you know, that warning. Yeah, uh, shots fired. <laughs> that warning shot fired, and and I think the, the league better take heed because – uh, that's that's something that they do not need to have is some receipts on 30-something owners. Who knows what those receipts are? Mm-hmm. And just the accusation. They may not even have to be true, but you know how the media is. They're going to take it we said and that. run with it. He could say, man, they got some illegal uh, animals, uh, tigers, and blah, blah, blah in stadiums, and everybody's going to jump on that uh, these owners are doing something weird. So, yeah. I like that. I'm not going to give you the wah, wah, wah. Julio's not going to give you the wah, wah, wah. I ain't, worried about you on Julio. I ain't worried about you on Julio with the wah, wah, wah. Give me the wah, wah. I'll take the wah, wah. <laughs> I'll take the wah, wah. I'll actually, you know I, what? I want the wah, wah. There you go. You Thank got you. it. Thank be you. careful. Just like, just like Daniel Snyder said, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> All right. So my, my, my fire pit, spit fire take, I'm still going back to that, uh, the, the roughing the passer situation mm. in the NFL. And he, I'm going to make it short and sweet because I know it's been on national outlets and it's been talked all about all week. My problem is, and just so the listeners out there, Barbershop, you and I were in the locker room. We were in training camps. The officials come to training camp yep. every single year. A representative comes in. We have a meeting with the officials. They show us video. They talk about what rules are going to be new, what are going to be implemented, what are going to be emphasized. Yes, they sir. show us video of... Uh, times where those things happen, all right? We sit there. We have an opportunity to ask questions. There are times I remember uh, Mark Collins and a few other guys just walking out of a meeting because what the officials were saying wasn't physically possible. And so I would love to be in that player meeting now during training camp when officials come in or over the past few years where they've talked about the roughing the passer penalties. Because I'm not, I didn't major in physics. I don't know much about physics, but I do know when you ask a 320-pound person with another 320-pound person blocking them, 
with other 320-pound people around them in a small, confined area to do something that is not logical when, it, when it's regarding getting to the quarterback, stripping the quarterback, bringing the quarterback down, how you bring the quarterback down. The problem is when you go back to training camp and those officials are there, they tell you what you can't do, but they don't ever tell you how you can do something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we all have kids. We tell them, you got to be in the house at a certain time. You got to do these certain things. You got you got these rules in these houses. And if you didn't have an answer to say, well, dad, how, how do I get home by 10 o'clock? Like you telling them what they can't do, they better not come in after curfew, but you never tell them how you can do something. You never show them how is it possible to do what you're telling me to do. And then... The biggest part of my, my hot fire take barbershop is the fines. I've been railing on the, on the NFL. If you follow me on Twitter, they treat it like monopoly money. I think it's, a, you know, not that I'm a proponent of, of defensive guys. I'm an offensive guy, so I'm always going to be anti-defense. But you can't play defense nowadays. You can hardly play defense nowadays. If you sign your contract in the offseason, just put aside $100,000 if you're a full-time starter, because chances are at least half of that is going to go back to the league because of fines of things that you cannot do, that you cannot control, that are just not physically possible in a full-speed game with other fast, big human beings running around you trying to stop you from doing your job. So that's my spitfire for, the, for, for today. Uh, I think it's unreasonable, and hopefully the NFL takes heed to not just what we're saying out here, well, what the players are saying, as well as what the fans are saying. They got to heed to the fans because you don't want this to be a black mark on the NFL in any way, shape, or form. And quarterbacks know they, they put their shoulder pads on like we do. They put their helmets on like we do. They want to be protected, but they don't want to be coddled. They'll tell you that just as much as any other player. So listen to the players, listen to the ex-players, listen to the fans, NFL, get it fixed. When we come back, that's halftime. When we come back, we got the text line open, 913-586-7610. We also got some situations with Andy Reid getting angry on the sideline. We want to talk about that. Uh, Different game situations and experiences that maybe Barbershop and I had, and we'll tackle some of these texts. And, Dan, I see you. You're back. We'll get to your call next. Time's yours. Barbershop, regardless of how late you are, I still choose you for this show. Uh, but I don't choose you to sing. We are back. Don't you don't I sing. Julio, you. mute his mic if he's gonna start singing. Andre 3000. Uh, uh. We are back, players only, third quarter, halftime is just over, and we are gonna tackle the phone lines and the text line. 913-586-7610. Let's go to Dan. We hadn't heard from Dan in a while. Dan, thanks for hanging on and holding on and joining us. What's going on, bro? Hey, hey, Dan. Hey, Sean. I've been texting you the last couple of weeks. I've been waiting. I just want other people to call in, you know. So I haven't uh, forgotten, you know. So it was a good game by Kelsey. Four touchdowns, you know, 25 yards with four touchdowns. And McKinnon ran the ball with 53 yards. I'm going to get real real, get real blunt here. No, I don't, you know, I don't blame Chris Jones for, you know, what, what is he supposed to do, Dan and Sean? It don't make sense. You know, let the Chiefs keep the fumble. Don't, don't, don't strip him uh, saying those are roughing the passer on Derek 
Carter. Let, let the Chiefs keep the keep the fumble and let, let them penalize 15 yards. Anyway, I don't I don't blame Chris Jones one bit. You need to get something to, to fix this. And uh, and I was going to ask you for what is Jeffers doing ignoring Andy Reid? It didn't didn't make sense to to ignore Andy Reid like that. So that's all I got to say. Let's take care of the Bills. Take care of yourself, guys. Thanks a lot, Dan. We appreciate the energy, Joel. Dan is like a five-hour energy with a chaser of Red Bull. <laughs> Just when you need it, right in the middle of the show. Appreciate you, Dan. Thanks for the energy. I agree. I spoke about that during the game. We did a halftime break at the broadcast, and I went off on the officials. Probably more than I probably should as a broadcaster, but I went off on the officials, and I think the, the most egregious part of that whole process is what Dan mentioned Barbershop, that Carl Cheffers ignored Andy Reid. And I don't know if they highlighted that on TV for people to see, but after that call on Chris Jones, normally officials will go to the sideline. They'll hear out the opposing coach, especially in a controversial situation. And he did not acknowledge Andy at all until halftime, where Andy stayed out on the field while everybody was going in. He stayed on the field and waited for Cheffers to run past him and stopped him and gave him the business then. So I thought I just thought that, that was there was a lack of class in that. I'm not saying that he's obligated. There is no obligation for an official to talk to a coach. But usually, out of respect, it happens. And it didn't happen. And I think he knew that that was a questionable call and that Andy was going to be livid about it. Uh, let, text line. We got, we got some on Barbershop from the 913. Barbershop should be fined. I agree. He should be fined. All right. Uh, another one from the 816. Bleep happens. Leave Barbara alone. So Thank you got man. both sides. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know about that guy. That's what I'm talking about. That guy. That guy. Whoever <laughs> you are, that guy. All right. That's the way to have your boys back. That's what I'm talking about, man. All right, let's go to Big T. Big T, what's going on? Yeah, hey, now Thanks for taking my call, man. I'm on Barbershop's side, baby. I'm going to go for his. I'm going to take his side because the guy's got a family. He's got that other job he does outstanding with, and then he's doing this part-time. So you got to give him a break. But, you know, uh, uh, you guys will have to be the judge on that. <laughs> but, 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 you know, hey, uh, uh, we talked about the Raider, you know, the Raider game. Um, the Raiders always do what they do. We we had that bad call. Sure, those were bad, but look what the Raiders do. They always find a way to blow it. Their coach can't make the right decisions. You know, he, he wants to go for the the, the two point conversion, doesn't make it. And then then the guy makes the penalty on the on the on the field goal and gives us the ball back to to, to get points on the board for us. So the Raiders will always find a way to lose it, you guys. Yeah. And, and then you know, with Travis Kelsey, man, that guy's just a badass. I mean. He pulls out the Al Bundy thing, Al Bundy, you know, from Mary with Children, always <laughs> bragged about the touchdowns he always made. Well, you saw Travis Kelsey did it, baby. He did the superfecta, man. And, you know, tonight I'm getting the, the party started a little bit early, fellas. I'm making some uh, Buffalo short ribs, and I'm, I'm, I'm finishing oh. off with a can of KC whoop-ass. Oh. We're going to go out and beat them Buffalo Bills this weekend. Let's and do here's it. Here's why, because our, our trigger man's better, our coach makes better decisions, and that Buffalo coach, we own him. Instead of Sean McDermott, he's Sean McDormat. Let's go out and beat the Buffalo Bills, and as always, let's go cheese. Let's Keep go, bro. Rolling. Appreciate choo, you. Choo, choo, choo. Choo, choo. I'm with you, Big T. Big T, we appreciate the call, man. I like the energy, like the effort. I don't like the part about giving Barbara a pass, though, but uh, I agree with just about everything else you said. Appreciate it, man. What we got? What else we got on this text line? Uh, 
We talk about uh, just the so revenge know, factor. Just so y'all know, eight out of the ten people on the text line got my back. It's like it's you don't even have the text line up on your computer. I don't need. I feel you the, call vibe, the black dog. box. I feel Anybody <laughs> that calls the computer the black box don't knows for a fact. <laughs> They don't. You're right. I don't even they look don't at the text support. line, but I know I feel it, bro. I got a gut feeling that the 80 percent of y'all got my back. Appreciate no, that. No, that's not true. Man, I appreciate it. That's not true. All I right, li- live my life. I live right, we my got, life. Let's go to Big Jacks. Big Jacks, what's going on? What's up, fellas? What's happening with y'all, man? We get a chance to holler at y'all in this new season. Well, appreciate you, man. We doing all right. Yo, no doubt. Hey, uh, I tell you what, man. Uh, I know I get a lot of grace that I don't deserve, so. You know what I'm saying? Does he deserve the grace? Do any of us deserve the grace? So Child of God. Child of God. That's all we are, man. Children of God, man. Accountability, Amen. man. Appreciate you, Big Jacks. Accountability, Jacks. Appreciate you, Big Jacks. <laughs> I get you. You can you keeping him accountable right now. He, his seat is hot, but, you know, ultimately you got to give it to him. So, you know, as far as this game is uh, this week, man, I'm so looking forward to this because, you know, I just want to see where this team is really at, man. I think that uh, uh, if we can find a way to continue with the running game, uh, I think it's like like I've been saying, it's running back by committee, period. So uh, last week it was Pacheco. This, I mean, this, the week before, this week it was uh, uh, McKinnon. Next week it's probably going to be Pacheco. And, you know, Clyde is going to be in there on uh, every one of those because he's finding the end zone game after game, bro. So, uh, you know, he, he's going to be in there. So, if they can do that, man, make it easier for Pat to be able to throw the ball, and then this defense has got to really come. Man, what they did to do um, Chris Jones was horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's a ridiculous play. If you got the ball in your hand, it's over. I mean, what are, you even ta- what are we even talking about, bro? I so, hey, man, I appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all show, man. I always listen. So, I'll holler at y'all later, bro. Appreciate you, Big Jacks. Thanks for the call. I agree, man. Uh, there's something about that uh, that play when you got the ball. I understand you got to protect the quarterbacks, but uh, there's a fine line between protecting and coddling, and I think we've gotten to the point where quarterbacks are coddled. So, Barbershop, tomorrow morning we will be at Rally House tomorrow with Fesco and Kling. Uh, a rally there is going to be tailgating, and I heard that there's a wedding that's happening. So we got a text from the 816 that says – they want to know if Barbershop is going to accept the offer to be the maid of honor at the wedding tomorrow at the tailgate at Rally House. I don't know about maid of honor, but you could be the, the wedding singer. Man, listen, there's only one wedding I look forward to going to. My man J.D. Jason Dunn is getting married oh, yeah, October 28th right. out in Kentucky. And then my man Michael Schaus later on this year is going to get married at the Gill, him and his beautiful uh, bride, Lauren. So congratulations, Michael Schaus. You singing at either one? I should be. I should be. You know would what? you be like the singer in uh, Coming to chocolate. America? Sexual Chocolate. No, you'd be Sexual Chocolate or would you be the wedding singer? Like, the queen to who be? No, I ain't got that. that. No, no, I ain't got, got that. that. No, my voice don't go that high. It does when you're trying to make a point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so, all right, we got, uh, we got text lines about uh, Dan being great. We love Dan calling in. Uh, there was a question from the 816. Uh, he's not listening. So I guess we'll answer the question. Hey, would you currently trade Jonathan Taylor for Jamar Chase? Are you talking about fantasy football or real football? I don't know if it depends on what kind of league you're in in fantasy football. Jonathan Taylor is hurt. So I think anything you can yes, get the for him. Yes. So the answer is yes. Yeah. All right. You yeah. would currently the, trade. The Colts old line ain't blocking like they used to. They hurt. They bro- broken up. The Colts aren't the Colts of last year. Yeah. Get Jamar Chase. Add him to your roster. Yep. Uh, so – 
With that, we are going to end the third quarter. When we come back in the fourth quarter, we got a preview of this Bills. And there's some questions I want to answer. We got some text line questions that I still want to get to about Andy Reid's explosion on the sideline and just some of our experiences too, Barbershop. We've, we've been down the road with some hot coaches in hot situations. Also, just in contested games and revenge games. We'll talk about that next. Time's yours. And we're back, players only, the fourth quarter. As we've seen from our Chiefs, we get stronger in the fourth quarter, make magic happen, and we're going to make magic in these final seven and a half minutes while this show is going on. We already tackled a lot of the text line. Appreciate the phone calls as well. Barbershop is still here. He did not show up late and leave early, so I can appreciate At least I'm ending on a positive note, Barbershop, that you're still here as opposed to, you know, dissing you or anything like that. But Barbershop, let's get into it, man, because, you know, we talked about Andy Reid. Before we start about the Bills and this matchup, talk about Andy Reid and the explosion on the sideline. Um, Marty was a fiery coach. We've, we've both been around some fiery coaches. I'm not sure I've seen. I don't remember a time where Marty was as animated and as angry as what I saw from Andy Reid. But there are times where his anger or screaming at the players or what have you motivates him because it's one of those deals where if you have a parent that doesn't scream, when they do scream, you listen. And I kind of feel like that's Andy Reid. These players kind of were galvanized behind his, his anger and his fervor and, and, and the, the furor that he had on the sideline. I thought it, it kind of catapulted us over the top. It was a positive force. But I'd never experienced a coach getting that fiery to that extent. Yeah. A uh, quick story about Andy. I think um, it was my first year. Because you played for him. I did. So I did a 2 season. Um, probably was the 0-2 season when I got to Philly. Um, punt team. And I'm uh, one of the wings on the punt team. And I think somebody you know, kind of shook me and got past and almost blocked the punt. And Andy, I come over the sideline. He looks at me out the corner of his eye and says, like, what, what team are you playing for tonight? <laughs> and I'm like, well, it, it just caught me off guard because like, he's not he's a man of so many, you know, like few words. And I thought he was going to, you know, like rip me a new one or something like that or just, you know, like, man, like just really get into me. He just looked at me and it's like kind of, you know, squinted his eyes and was like, hey, Barbara, hey, what, what team are you playing on, on tonight? Are you on our team or their team? And I'm like, oh, man, coach, I, you know, like I, I got to do better. I got to do better, you know. <laughs> But uh, like things like that, um, he's always kept his calm. He has always been a guy that's always like, listen, it's no good arguing with the refs about stuff like that. That gets you nowhere. And obviously, sometimes it works to the reverse. You, you, you're, you're, you're pleading for a certain call, and then the second your offense go out there, then they make the holding call on your side when you're trying to make the you know get them to be aware of how bad they're holding Chris Jones and stuff like that. So. Um, I think as a coach, he just he's seen enough football to realize at the end of the day, you gotta uh, there are certain stances you gotta you gotta make at certain points of the game, and you gotta let your, your guys know that you're willing to fight for them. And so it's not I mean he's not trying to upstage the ref, he's not doing anything like that, but he deserves the, the like like you said earlier the respect that when he asked for a moment for the ref to come over and explain what he saw, uh, he deserves that moment. He deserves a, a few words to come over there and explain to me what you saw. You can be wrong, but you you still got to go over there and talk to the man. So. Um, I think Andy is, is well in his rights to uh, meet that, that young official at the sideline and don't let him into the locker room and letting the whole arrowhead, the whole sea of red, the whole Chiefs kingdom realize 
hey, man, Andy Reid is going to uh, – he'll fight for you, especially when you know you're right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I appreciate coaches that wear their emotions on their sleeve. I was always of a, uh, the player and the mindset that if you are a screaming coach, if you're quiet, that must mean I'm doing something right. And my goal, um, you know, amongst other goals in the game, whether obviously winning, you know, being a support for my teammates, you know, whatever is necessary to do, like I'm also thinking about shutting you up. Yeah. Because I know that's also an incentive of mine because if I'm shutting you up, that means I'm doing something right. <laughs> so everybody has their ways of spinning that that reinforcement, uh, the coachability, and so on and so forth. For me, it was more about like anybody that's going to be – I had Al Saunders. He would scream and yell at us on the sideline as a wide receiver coach. And if I came to the sideline and he just tapped me on the helmet, then I know, okay, like I'm going to keep doing whatever I'm doing so I don't have to hear your, you know, your your fire on the sideline. So it's a different dynamic. I also want to say about the officials in that situation, because that got Andy riled up. Uh, sometimes the officials try to make up calls. I'm not saying I, I kind of feel like there were some in the second half that were questionable. Uh, the makeup calls never really ma- made sense to me because in football, it's not like basketball. In football, circumstances and situations dictate wins it's not okay when you look up at the board and you know we look at the Raiders had 11 penalties and we had five penalties and some people might look at it and say oh well they did a better job for the Chiefs no because there was a crucial penalty call that could have been a turnover that could have led to points that could have made the game uh, a bigger distance in the score than it was at the end so it's not not all penalties are equal with that being said we got a couple minutes left in the show barbershop the Bills are coming to town. Uh, we've both been in situations. I think I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago about revenge games. Mm. This Bills game uh, has been on the eye of everybody in Western New York, I'm sure, since the schedule came out back in May. Uh, this is a revenge game. They're going to come in here with a lot of incentive and absolutely on fire. Yeah, I, just, I mean, I kind of learned from a guy, you know, whatever you put on film, whatever you put on tape, I, mean, I, I try to use that to beat you. And so... The one loss the Bills have is against the Dolphins, and it basically came down to who had the ball last. Uh, the Dolphins, I mean, the, the Bills had 90 plays to the Dolphins' third. They, 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 they had three times the amount of plays that game. They had the ball for 40 minutes compared to 20 minutes. It was, I mean, f- 500 yards compared to 200. It was, it was, if you look at any of the stats except for the scoreboard, you think the Buffalo Bills would have beat the Dolphins by 40 points. But that shows you that the red zone efficiency, that's what matters. If you don't let them in the end zone and you make them snap the ball, even when it's in the red zone, that is the one place that this vaulted Bills offense struggles in is when they have to go first and 10 from inside the 10. So if you don't give them the 40-yard strike, the 30-yard strike, the four-play, three-play drive for a touchdown, and you make them keep snapping the ball, sooner or later the field gets condensed, and now they actually have to play football. And I think that's where they struggle. Um, and so I think that we make it a game. We do what we do. We play Chiefs defense, all 11 together as one. And offensively, we do what we do. We put up points. So Yeah, I would say this. Uh, the Bills are, are the strongest team that we will have played this season. Uh, they have only given up seven points in the second half for all the games combined. They've scored 70 points in second halves of games and only given up seven. And strangely enough, that seven points was the Miami game is the only game they lost. So they are a a valiant defense. 
We are going to have our hands full in this game, but I feel like the Chiefs faithful. Show up. Hopefully you got some rest from Monday night. Be on fire, on tilt like you were last week against the Raiders, and we'll be able to bring this win home and be back with you next week on Players Only with the 5-1 Chiefs team atop of the AFC. For Sean Barber, Danon Hughes, Players Only, we are out. We'll see you next week. Peace. I got a beat from Kim, and she can... This is Players Only with Dana Hughes and Sean Barber. Thursday nights at 6 on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.